the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Well, hello, good afternoon, and welcome to Sports Day with Paul Heath on SENWA. Thank you very much to Hayes and Mato for the uh, opening and uh, warming the chair for me. They do a fantastic job. And we'll be back tomorrow from 3 p.m. live at the shoe you're leading. So the massive Wildcats versus Kings Clash, which you'll be able to also catch on SEN a bit later uh, in the evening, featuring Tim Gossage and Mike Ellis. Cannot wait for that one. Should be the uh, most well-attended Wildcats match of the season thus far. Can't wait to get around it, as I cannot wait for you to get around Sports Day WA. You can get involved with the Temperate Bedshed text machine at 0487 736 736, or you can call 1312 55. That's thanks to Bedshed. Experts in temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. We're here thanks to Kia and Kia's Epic Range, the Kia Sportage, Sheltos, and EV6 GT, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. A big show coming up today. We're going to talk a little bit of cricket, a little bit of basketball. We've also got the Kia Top 7 up our sleeve, ready to go as we watch the people walk in for another lovely event here at Optus Stadium. It's a better day today than it was yesterday. As I was saying, I had to bring my umbrella to work early in the morning yesterday, but uh, you wouldn't really know it from uh, what's been turned on by the Perth weather over the last 36 hours. But uh, We'll be talking to Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Crick Info about the Scorchers' loss last night and also covering the Sheffield Shield results from today and uh, seeing who's putting their name forward for perhaps a first test spot uh, versus Pakistan here at Optus Stadium in a few weeks' time. Toby Cristani, our basketball expert on Sports Day WA, will be jumping in as well, and that name might jump off the page too. It might uh, hit the ears, and you'll be like, I know that guy for some reason, and that's because Toby was the young man that jumped in on our Wildcats coverage a few weeks back uh, versus the Cairns Taipans, and he jumped in for a quarter and did a fantastic job as well. His uh, dad is Paul from Gosnells, a regular listener to SENWA, and and uh, Paul is blind and Toby sits next to him and commentates the game live. So Paul has an understanding and, you know, a feel of what's going on in the game. So it was a fantastic story and uh, looking forward to uh, hearing a li- little bit more about it from Toby and also getting a preview of the Wildcats versus the Kings coming up uh, tomorrow night. But firstly, the good oil for Cobram, the good oil for Cobram Estate, Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Let's get an update of the Sheffield Shield uh, action from the day as WA claimed first First innings points versus Queensland at the Gabba. Thanks to Hilton Cartwright's fantastic 132. And Cam Green nearly made the perfect return to Red Bull cricket. Almost got a ton, but he was caught out for 96 and innings uh, of 15 fours and one six. They were in trouble early at WA. They fell to three for 29 as Green and Cartwright joined each other at the crease. Cam Bancroft shouldered arms to one that uh, ended up bowling him. And Jai Richardson, a bit later in the innings, as he is wont to do, took the long handle to the Queenslanders with a quick fire 40. Elsewhere, New South Wales have stunned the ladder leaders Tasmania to secure a second win of the season as 24 wickets 
fell in the day at the SCG, and the day only went for 63.1 overs. So, yeah, a little bit of quick maths. That's about three wickets every... No, that's about an over, uh, wicket every third over, if I can get the words out of my mouth properly. But uh, the Blues have had two pretty good wins in the last little period here. And in between that win versus WA, they lost to Tasmania by an innings and one run, but they've completely turned that around. So... All of those wickets, 24 wickets falling on day three for the match to be wrapped up with a day in hand. And South Australia, they require a further 209 runs to take out their clash with Victoria, but they go into day four, three for 49. Fergus O'Neill striking three times before the end of play earlier tonight, including a great return caught and bowled off the South Australian skipper, Jake Lehman, for a first ball duck. So Nathan McSweeney and Alex Carey are at the crease for South Australia. So we'll watch closely with how that one does turn out, as well as the Western Australian uh, versus Queensland match from the Gabba. But it is time to get into this. And if you had a uh, big story, a uh, big sports story that you, we might miss in the top seven, please feel free to get involved and let us know on the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 or even better, give us a call. One thirteen twelve fifty five. We'd love to hear from you. But thanks to Kia and Kia's epic range, the Kia Sportage, Seltos and EV6, here are the top seven biggest stories of the week. Number seven. Would you be reluctant to have Cam Green sit on the shelf for too long in test cricket, given the long-term investment that you've made in him? Yeah, I think that's a definite conversation. Um, Mitch Marsh has taken his spot in that middle order. Uh, what does you know, Cam Green's future look like in the test team? Is it a matter of waiting for, for Mitch um, to, to finish or is it could there be another spot that opens up over time? And look, he's batted six most of his test career, but he's been a fantastic number four for, for WA. I think average is close to 50 in, in shield cricket. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's always the, the idea that you can potentially shift the order to make room um, and put your best six batters or what you see as your best six batters in a certain order. And we've seen that. In Australian cricket before, we've seen, I think, David Boone went from three to opening. I think Justin Langer went from three to opening. Um, Shane Watson went from six to opening, if I'm, I'm right. So there has been um, the ability to reshuffle and, and for that to be successful. But as I said, we'll pick the best 11 for that first test match in Perth. Is just is Green in a tough spot at the moment? He's just outside each of the Australian teams um, as, it's, as it's fallen. I think he's in a better spot than people that aren't there so yeah. I think he's in a, in a, in a great spot um, yeah, he's always on the on the selection table he's always being discussed um, he's had an interesting 12 months really um, the IPL into well sorry India into an IPL into an Ashes into a World Cup um, that's a hugely demanding year and he's never done that before so I think the lessons learned over the last 12 months hold him in great stead for for the future and yeah he's he's a generational type player and yeah as you said earlier it how long can he stay out of the team for without sort of hindering, A, the team's um, progress and also individually Cam's progress. So that's Andrew McDonald speaking about Cameron Green and his place in the test cricket side for that first test coming up against Pakistan in a few weeks' time. He, he certainly did his uh, chances no harm today, making that 96. We'll hear from him after the uh, he, after the day's play a bit later on in Sports Day. But uh, it sounds like Andrew McDonald pretty keen to get Cam Green back into the side however he can, as soon as he can. But uh, let's keep moving in the Kia Top 7. Number six. I don't think it was the offside trap. I think we got caught square and um, we didn't deal with it well enough. I always believe that a defender should be coming up or dropping off. We, you, you've got, There's got to be movement. 
they've got to, you've got to be pushing up or you've got to be dropping off. You've got to push up to squeeze the space to try and stop people having space or drop off for the one over the top of you or around the side of you. We stood and didn't do anything. And um, I think, you know, it's, it's something that I wouldn't really go into individual uh, mistakes or things that may have happened because we, we were all going to win together or we were all going to lose together. As I say, it's like a stun. You're stunned. And it's, it's like you've had a punch in the arm and it's dead. And, you know, you've got to wait. That's what I say a couple of days later. It's like the bruise. The, the feeling comes back again and uh, you, you've got to pick yourself up again, you know, and, and those around you. And it's not an easy job. The disappointment is immense for everybody. Everyone shared that. If you're asking about a person who embodies everything at this football club, always wanted to be it's it's Terry because um, it wasn't just about the way he he managed or coached the person he was um, you know he, he, he influenced Australia as well he was a manager uh, for the national team always goes to the World Cup but the biggest testament is anyone who I've ever come across who has worked with him will say that he's far by far the, the best coach manager tactician they've come across Ange Postacoglu paying tribute to Terry Venables, who unfortunately passed away during the week. The former Australia, England, Barcelona and Tottenham coach. That's on top of over 500 appearances for Chelsea, Tottenham, QPR and Crystal Palace, as well as a little playing stint in Australia before making that real mark as a coach. He passed away aged 80 and the tributes were thick and fast from all around the world. Mark Bosnich and Ange Postacoglu, as you heard just there, but so many in the, in the football world paying tribute to the great man and he will be sadly missed. Number five. Oh, he goes high, he goes long. But Maximum, that's Maxwell at his best. Oh, that is a magnificent hit for another six. 23 from that over. Game on. Just like that. Exactly like that. A reverse lap for six. And that brings up his 50 as well of 28 deliveries. Oh, starts off with a maximum, straight out of the middle, onto tier number three. No, he goes towards mid-wicket and clears him by a distance. Back-to-back sixes for Glenn Maxwell. He gets a hundred, goes for four, and it's a 47-ball hundred. Equals Josh Inglis and Aaron Finch to be the fastest hundreds for Australia. And he's gone straight and finished it off in style. What a century this has been. What an innings this has been from Glenn Maxwell. Record equaling 400 in T20 internationals. Tying with Rohit Sharma. And more importantly, kept Australia in the series. There probably wasn't a a number I think at the back end that we sort of set ourselves to but we just thought if we could sort of stay in the hunt for at least until the last over and give ourselves a chance uh, you never know if we get a couple out of the middle we might stay in the game and uh, we did did really well just to keep ourselves in the game until the final uh, final over. Number five on the key top seven of this week is Glenn Maxwell smashing another hundred and getting Australia home he made 104 from 48 deliveries eight fours Eight sixes, a great innings from Matthew Wade as well, and 28 not out. But I think the thing that I love the most about Glenn was that he got the 100, just said, yeah, thanks for coming, but he still had a job to do. He still had four more runs to get, and out he went and got them. So that's our number five in our Kia top seven. Number four. Getting a chasing out, though, feeding up to the flag in for Eagle. 
Min Woo Lee. A big, big statement at the halfway mark. Are you not entertained? Look at Min Woo Lee go. Taps in for a win to remember. He's a special talent. Min Woo Lee, for the first time, is the 40-net Australian PGA champion. Unbelievable. Um, I've always thought I could win, but, um, you know, it, it took a while to, you know, get over the hump. But, you know, two wins in the last month or so, um, yeah, I'm really proud of my team and myself. And, um, yeah, I made it interesting early on and um, through the middle, but um, ended up hanging on, so I'm really proud. Perth City represent, that's Min Woo Lee taking out the 40-net Australian PGA Championship earlier in the week. He's uh, turned his attention now to the Australian Open and uh, he's doing an okay job of it. He's in the top 10 at the moment. He's uh, five under on that leaderboard. Uh, Hayden Hopewell, another from WA, just killing it out of Richie Smith's stable as well. He's uh, a minus seven at the moment and a tie for third. But it's Cameron Davis who's leading the way at the moment on minus nine. Watch we oh, need to find out what's happening in number three of our Kia Top 7. Number three. Brisbane are through to another grand final. They beat Geelong by four points in yet another extraordinary display of AFLW. The backyard kick to kick at Christmas is going to be a bit different this year. Yeah, it definitely is. No, I'm actually um, glad that all of you here are witnessing it because this might be the only year that actually occurs. So um, I'll um, definitely frame this jacket for mum and dad and make um, as a reminder to the boys that um, this is where we are this year and hopefully they can get a kick next year. <laughs> She's so good. Emma O'Driscoll from the Fremantle Dockers making her first All-Australian team. But what a big week of AFLW footy as we have the decider coming up this Sunday. It's 11.30am WA time. And it's just one of those ones you get to see the third-place team take on the fourth-place team to, for the decider. You don't you usually see at least first or second make their way all the way to the grand final. But it hasn't happened this year with the Kangaroos in third taking on the Brisbane Lions in fourth. Cannot wait to see how it all plays out. And we'll no doubt talk about it on Monday's edition of Sports Day. But here's number two. Number two. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks for coming. Um, I'll keep my bit pretty brief, but um, it's with great pleasure. Uh, we're all here to announce uh, the future leadership of the football club, um, going with uh, joint captains uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, obviously, the two guys here, along with Tommy Barras, who's our vice-captain, uh, we did a voting through the players and some staff on uh, who we thought should lead the club going forward and the three of them were very highly rated along with McGovern. But these two were pretty hard to beat, they sort of, um, even for the whole way through. So um, we've gone with dual captains, we think it's a real positive step forward for our footy club with our future. I think we've got 22 players under 21, so it's you know, half our list uh, are young. Uh, these guys are young enough. Also with a connection to, their, to our leaders as well and um, our older players. So really excited to announce these two guys. Um, I'll hand the microphone over to these two and, and uh, yeah, start of a new beginning.
go alphabetical with Alan first? Or <laughs> Adam Simpson there, the West Coast Eagles coach, announcing that uh, for just the second time in the West Coast Eagles' 37-year history, they're going to have joint captains, and it's going to be Oscar Allen and Liam Duggan. Uh, they just seem like two great guys and going to do a great job down there at West Coast as well, but uh, looking forward to how the rest of the team comes along with their development and uh, the fight back after their dirty, dirty 2023 season. Number one. But I think that the thing is, the players threatened to boycott, and that's when a, and a legal letter was sent to the players threatening them with legal action if they didn't turn up. And that's wow. when things got really nasty. I just think, from an ex-player's point of view, the governing body shouldn't send letters like that to its current players, who are world champions, who've done everything they've been asked to this year. I find this media release that's come out this afternoon with this offer to say, look, we're going to back pay the players, we're going to give them almost everything they want. It's a little bit offensive because the player's biggest uh, bargaining chip is not turning up to work. And Netball Australia is saying, you release that bargaining chip and you go back to work. And we're going to give you almost everything we want. And the stuff that's really sticky will work it out later. Mm. The players are standing strong and saying, actually, no, we want to talk about this revenue share model, this partnership model. And the players are really serious about being custodians of the game. They're not going to send the game broke. They're asking for a partnership model. And that's where the sticking point is. My only concern now is that the relationship is so poisoned between the two mm. parties that we may not end up with any sort of meaningful agreement in the near future. What happens then? Yeah. Look, I, I don't know. And I, I'm wondering if a third party, if the government, if the federal government perhaps has to step in and say, you can't run the sport. I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure where we get to. This is Liz Ellis, uh, Diamonds champion, legend of the sport, uh, well and truly in the players' corner against the uh, Netball Australia and uh, the players of uh, Netball in Australia's uh, sort of stoush at the moment. Uh, they're meeting up again tomorrow in Melbourne uh, to try and hammer out an agreement, but with what's been going around this week, you wouldn't hold you know the, the greatest hopes of there being a resolution at the moment, but... Yeah, it's just a it's a nasty, nasty case that we're seeing here of uh, the you know the governing body and the players just being so far apart. But hopefully they can get themselves to a resolution. But that is the Kia Top Seven for this week. The biggest stories of the week, thanks to Kia, the all electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. You're on Sports Day with Heater. You can join us on the Temperate Bedshed text line zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six or give us a call on thirteen twelve fifty five. But after this upcoming break, we're going to be joined by Tristan. Lavalette from ESPN Cricket Info to uh, yeah go around the world of cricket and catch up on what's next for the Australian Test team.